And that was when I was like, I need to really change my life. So that was when I came back and was like, this is it. This is the time. And I think people always say that you're never going to do these things until you're really ready. And it is kind of that eureka moment of being like, this is the time that we need to we need to do things. We need to change and be a healthier person. Welcome to the Forfeit Take podcast. We're doing the People of FS series. We're here with Leah McInerney. Hello, Leah. Welcome. Hi, Rods. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, so, Leah, just for the, obviously we know who you are, but yeah. uh, for the guys and girls out there, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Yep. So uh, my name is Leah. And if you don't know me, I am the sister of Rory, Craig and Eva, who obviously you might have heard of them. <laughs> Uh, they're, I'm, kind of a big deal. they're kind of a big deal around here. <laughs> um, so I'm 25. I am a senior account manager for an online retailer and I did um, commerce and I specialized in marketing in college. And when that was done, I worked for a year and then I got really itchy feet and went across the pond to New York. And I lived there for a year and a half and had the best time ever and then came home and kind of decided at that point that I wanted to change like how I live my life and how I see myself and just wanted to really kind of self-improve from that point. Um, Besides that, I kind of do some things outside. I kind of photograph my life a lot. If you might see me on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also go swimming in the sea all the time with my friends, which I've made from this gym. And yeah, that's kind of it. Love to sing and dance as well. That's very comprehensive, Leah. Very good. (laughs) In terms of uh, the thing we've asked everyone was give us one interesting fact about yourself. Uh, You've got a couple of here. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, which kind of has a morbid start, but it gets better. So I was actually born the day that Kurt Cobain died. (laughs) Right. So. (laughs) so, Give her a chance. Give me a chance. So that day was also the same day that my sister was born. So we have the same birthday, two years apart. So we're actually Irish twins. So I'm 25 and she's 23. But we're basically telepathic. Like we're the same person. <laughs> we're totally linked. Like I can, I know what she's going to say. And, you know, we're always thinking about the same thing. And the other fact was that I can't ride a bike. Wow. We need to get you some stabilizers then. <laughs> I know. Can Eva ride a bike? Eva can ride a bike. Yeah. I think, I, tr- I just don't think my parents had the patience when I was younger. They just were like, she's too difficult. I can't. <laughs> Well, now well, it's the time. Aside from all the probably all the things you've learned over the last couple of years, that could be the next uh, the next, next thing one. To go it's on after. the list. Yeah, yeah. Helmet, some elbow pads, mm. and some stabilizers. <laughs> we'll get you there. Yeah, exactly. Put them on the Dublin bike. So the we kind of asking everyone five questions. The first one would be, um, when did you start training and why? So. I kind of would have always struggled with my weight for my whole life. So when I was younger, I kind of tried to get into PT and I kind of had stints here and there, but it never, it was always short lived. And it just was something that I think I was probably trying to do for everybody else more so than myself. Um, So when I came home from New York, it was kind of when I realized that I just wasn't happy with the person I was anymore. And like for me growing up, I had always been, even like at my heaviest weight or whatever, I always felt as though I had like a pretty face and people, it it kind of used to be a backhanded compliment. People would say like, oh, but you're such a beautiful face and I can appreciate it. But at the same time, it was always like, oh, is the rest of me so bad? But when I came back from New York, I couldn't see that, that pretty face anymore. And that was when I was like, I need to really change my life. So that was when I came back and was like, this is it. This is the time. And I think people always say that, you're never going to do these things until you're really ready. And it is kind of that eureka moment of being like, this is the time that we need to, we need to do things. We need to change and be a healthier person. 
And in terms of for how long ago was that from from now sitting here? So I came home from America in April of 2018, just in advance of Rory and Courtney's wedding. So I could have done another six month stint. Yep. But I had kind of gotten to the stage where I, w- I was kind of really not happy in myself anyway. And I was coming home for the wedding. So when I came home, I think it was actually it was at the wedding when I said this was amazing. But like now... Now it's time we're gonna we're gonna change it. And we're gonna start training and just change how I live my and life. It, and to give give people a bit of context who don't know you and haven't seen the journey that you're you're on in terms of how how, how like what what changes have you made? How much weight have you lost? What you know like I've seen some of the things that you've done over the last while. But just to give people um, perspective of like how far you've come since that point where you decided to make some changes. Yeah. So when I came back from. New York I think at my when I when I did my first weigh in when I started doing personal training I was 122 kilos um which I I never even thought I would be able to say that number out loud so even just to be able to say that I'm proud of that but um I'm now I've actually had a three month um maintain like maintaining over the last three months which is a little bit disheartening but I've just had my January weigh in and I'm now 91.8 kilos so just 30 30 kilos Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> you say just. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. It's, no, phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, like obviously the weight is a huge thing, but it's, I, my whole life has changed. Like how I, how I live my life, what I spend my time doing, the people I spend my life with, my whole circle. Obviously I still have my old friends, but the people that have been with me on the journey are like-minded people who have been so key because they've made me really enjoy the things that I wouldn't have had before because of being more active. And in terms of just to give some perspective as well, aside from obviously the friends you've made, mm. the new habits you've formed, the the weight you've lost, even just like in terms of your physical capacity to do things. I remember when, you know, like you're starting this journey yeah. to now, like we, we did the FS games there a few months ago, yeah. uh, November, I believe, or no, so December and you were, you know, re- there were two really hard workouts in that and you absolutely smashed them. Do you know, like you're obviously <laughs> yeah. nervous before it, but like to see that journey from from when you come home from New York and you yeah. probably wouldn't have finished a class maybe. No or, way. Um, and then to be able to go into probably one of the hardest things we've done at the gym and be able to not only, you know, yeah. not only survive it, but to thrive in it, do you know? Yeah, I had actually kind of for- not forgotten about that because that was so amazing, but I'm happy you brought that up because I remember when I came back and I started training like even to get through a PT session. Like when I came back, the, the idea of a class seemed so far away from the reality that I had. And I was like, you know, one day I'll get into the classes. But like, I would barely make it through a PT session. And I remember those first few months, I would cry in nearly every session and I would be in physical agony after every session. So to come from there to the games last year where I was so nervous for it all week and I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, the negative voice in your head. But I, it came around and I got into the zone and to do it and and like winning is not everything by any means and I've learned that so much about that on this journey but to do so well in that and come away from that I just I couldn't believe that I was doing the same thing as everybody else in the room because for so long I was like I'm never going to be able to do those things do you know yeah absolutely uh, but yeah it was and amazing in terms of for you kind of going from that because I think that there might be people listening who are in, in a similar thing whether it be training or it could be in their jobs or whatever it might yeah. be where you can tell yourself that you can't do something and then after a while you end up doing it so like for you was it a case of it 
it kind of at a certain point there was a light bulb moment or is it a constant thing where you have to constantly remind yourself or just go turn up and then turning up is enough to get you rolling? So initially it was like that big light bulb moment. It was like when someone says they're going to quit smoking, they're like, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm never going to smoke again. The motivation only lasts so long. You kind of have that initial, initial, you know, ability. You're like, great, this is it. That goes away very quickly. (laughs) Consistency drives motivation. Like, there were days where I was like, I don't want to do this. I hate this. I hate this. But you just have to keep doing it. Literally, if you keep consistency will get you to where you want to go. Hard work pays off. Like it's all a vicious, not a vicious cycle. It's a good cycle. But like positivity, motivation, consistency, routine, they're all massively linked. Um, And I think, to be honest, your your body can do almost anything. It's your mind that you have to convince. So I think if you just you just have to love yourself. Like, I know that sounds so cliche and I still still struggle with it all the time and I still am my own worst critic. But being, becoming my own cheerleader and supporting myself is what got me to where I am now because the the support of everybody else is amazing, but they're not going to do it for you. You can only do it for yourself. So learning to cheer myself on is just what made such a difference. In terms of those two things, are things that we talk about a lot in terms of, one is like that self-compassion mm. it's so important and everyone's got to practice it as you said we all tend to be our own biggest critics yeah. but what good does that really do us Nothing. instead of uh, encouraging ourselves and you can practice that in sessions simple things like when it's getting tough you can have a little thing that you say to yourself so yeah. for instance i'm training for a marathon at the moment so my thing at the moment is stronger by the minute so that's mm. i just say it to myself all the time uh in it so like every minute i do in the sessions i'm a minute closer to run in the marathon so like i just you know but i just practice you keep practicing that now i'm starting to actually believe that in sessions every minute i get through i'm stronger Uh, i've heard sorry to cut across you i've heard of people doing that all the time and i've never i it just wasn't something that i really did but recently i've actually really started doing it if i'm doing something and i'm like finding it really physically tough i just keep saying to myself temporary discomfort temporary discomfort Mm. and it gets you through (laughs) yeah there's there's actually a really sorry well, <laughs> there's actually um, a really good one by a guy, uh, Nick Bear, and he is, by all means, an absolute bear of a man as well. He's about 100 kilos of just pure muscle, and he's been doing Ironmans and ultra-endurance events, and he's a slogan called Embrace the Suck. So, like, like people just have different words and different sayings that just kind of resonates with them, and he just constantly says that to himself, is, like, enjoy the discomfort because you will come back stronger from it. Yeah. And, like, it's exactly like what both of you are saying there. Um, I suppose what would be the biggest thing you've learned from your training um, and since your journey has begun? Um, I've learned a lot. I would say patience is the number, probably the number two things I would say they're like are tied at number one. One is patience and reali- having that switch in mindset that it is not a quick fix. Like you have to realize that it will take time and you have to kind of sit with that with that time and the time's going to go by anyway. So you may as well use it to your benefit so patience is the first thing and the second thing is um wiping the slate clean and being able to kind of reset every day or every new activity or every new meal is an opportunity to self-improve and I think changing my mindset on that made such a huge difference to me because in terms of it kind of locks into the being your own worst critic for example if I go out and had a pizza and load of drinks on Friday night old me would have been like oh sure that's it that's the weekend gone I'm just going to start again on Monday whereas now I would get up on Saturday morning and I'm going to say well no I'm going to have a good healthy breakfast I'm going to start my day off right and it's just kind of 
allowing yourself to start again every single day, it makes you kind of erase what's past because what good is it to think about what happened yesterday? It doesn't, unless there's something positive you can take from it, what's the point? So being able to reset every day and every new day is an opportunity to self-improve and just be grateful for the life and the health that we have, like that just to me has been huge. And in terms of, to just to give some of the people out there who maybe like are where you were a couple of, like two years ago, say, yeah, if you were to say to them, like one or two simple things on the nutrition side, one or two simple things on the training side, maybe in conjunction to some of the mindset stuff you're talking about there, yeah. like what would you, if you, if you were to go back to, you know, yourself, like what, what would be your like one or two bits of advice for nutrition and one or two bits for training? Obviously you're not going to cover it all, but. One or two bits for nutrition. Like I would say I had no idea about nutrition. When I came back, I like nobody, I don't think really knows how to eat unless they like learn again. So I did the, the online coaching program for the year. So I kind of learned everything. I learned what good fats were, good carbs were. I didn't know any of those things. So I just, I, I didn't really know how to eat well. Um, I would say, but I, the number one thing I would say is meal prep is so key for me. Meal prep and routine changed my life completely. Um, oats, overnight oats. This is not a new bandwagon. We are all well familiar at this stage, but they are just a game changer. Like I make overnight oats on a Sunday for the whole week. And even if nothing else went right, I've started my day off with five good pre- breakfasts with protein and all my carbs and everything and a good fuel source to start the day. So I think meal prep is number one. Um, and I think eating slowly um, is another one because portion size is hard to get initially. Like the portion sizes I were eating were definitely would have been far too big, but it's hard to see that initially. So if you can focus more so on eating slowly, you'll kind of realize that you're naturally full and then you can kind of work to reduce your portion size. But I think if you can eat slowly, you'll realize that you're, you are filling up and you're, there's way too much food on your plate. So I would say they're the two kind of main things. Awesome. And in terms of one of the questions, yeah, training, anything that you would have said to yourself in terms of training wise? Um, It was all, I had to learn everything. I had to learn form. I had to learn, you know, how to breathe properly. I would say breathing is a huge one that a lot of people don't realize if your breathing isn't right, how much it actually affects what you are or are not able to do in an exercise. Like I had, you just have to learn how to breathe. Sorry, that's not probably very helpful, but I can give a little bit of direction yeah. <laughs> in terms of the technical stuff. One of the things we talk about with people is uh, you're inhaling on the easier part of the movement, and then you're exhaling on the effort. So, like whatever the exercise is, when you exhale on the effort, if it's a chin up as you pull yourself up over the bar, if it's a squat as you come up out of the hole, yeah. Um, and I, I'm the master of breathing in FS. No one breathes louder than me when they train. So, uh, if you want any tips or techniques, you probably go back through some of my Instagram videos from a while ago. In terms of someone who inspires you, other than me and my breathing, who, who inspires you and why? Um, I kind of thought long and hard about this and I think just given my current situation and everyone that's around me and my support group I would probably have to say the person that inspires me the most right now is my friend Vicky um, who is currently going through treatment for um, breast cancer and I met Vicky about a year ago and she just to preface um so about a year ago Courtney who is my sister-in-law and my sister and I started a swim club and uh because we wanted to spend more time together but we all have really busy schedules so we would go on a Friday morning at sunrise we'd have a swim have the chats just a great way to start a Friday 
and Vicky very quickly became um one of the girls that came swimming and that's how I met her and over the last year like I've just gone through so much with her in such a short space of time the friendship that we've built and that group has built is just like a closer than than any other friendships I would have had before it's a different kind of friendship and she's been with me like through so much of it and has been such a good support to me that so she was there for me on my journey but like now I'm there for her on hers I mean as as much as I can be it's it's a very strange situation when it's someone you know that's a friend that's diagnosed with an illness like that like it's different when it's you know a family member or someone older but when it's someone that's in your peer group that is so healthy and is just it's just so it's a different kind of feeling but when something like that happens it brings you brings people closer together and it really just makes you realize how important and what is important in life and all the kind of the crap that you would worry about before you just it's not it's gone out the window completely and you just value the time that you have with those people and she's doing amazing and she has just there's so many days where I have been kind of having a pity party or feeling sorry for myself or whatever else it might be and I'll just talk to her and I just feel like a new woman and it makes me realize how incredible she is and her positivity is and I feel like it's in times of difficulty like that that you just really see who your friends are and you she's just amazing and I just I just have nothing but good things to say about her and if I could face what she's facing now with an ounce of her positivity and like vivaciousness I would just be so proud so she's my sorry that was very deep no very very incredible and (laughs) from all of us in the gym I know Vicky probably listened to it um she is incredibly inspiring yeah and um Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all, we're all, and we're gonna do a run and a dip. Yeah, uh, do you remember dip. dash and dip? The, the date? Do you have the date yes. in our head? So Sunday, the twenty second of March. Um, we are doing it's a twelve k run from the gym to um to the forty foot. Um, which is gonna be a bit of a challenge for a lot of us, I think, because we're not ex- we're not all runners. Um, but the dip is gonna be followed by, or the dash is gonna be followed by a dip in the forty foot. And there's going to be loads of uh, coffee and hot treats. And I think the sauna guys are going to open up the sauna for us. And it's all for the Irish Cancer Society. Um, we have a target of €10,000 that we're trying to raise. Um, so if you, if you, there's a donation link, which is on my Instagram, it's on Vicky's Instagram, or I'm sure the, the guys have put it yeah, out there. We're, we're yeah, it up yeah, and if anybody wants to do the run, I know that there are a few spots left. Um, so I'll get you guys uh, Vicky's email address but yeah we're just trying to raise as much money as we can for the Irish Cancer Society and also to celebrate Vicky being finished treatment because she's got one to go which is crazy because it feels like only yesterday we were she was being diagnosed so it's amazing but yeah it's going to be a massive celebration of a day and hopefully we're going to raise loads of money for Irish Cancer Society yeah, brilliant. We'll get all that in in the, in, in, <laughs> in the, the links, <laughs> just so people can get involved. And as you said, there are a few spots left, and I think it's um, something that's fantastic, and we're all looking forward to. Yeah. Just for moving on to the next question, uh, Leah, we've borrowed one from Tim Ferriss and his podcast. So, over the last five years, what belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Um, the ability I think I know I just spoke about it probably the ability to reset I think that switch in mindset was so key to me because it made me realize that a mistake or you know not a mistake but a a a worse choice can just be followed by a better choice after it and I think 
just being able to reset every day and and take every day as an opportunity rather than viewing it as a, a you know a negative carry on from the day before just has made such a difference patience and progress not perfection like I had to realize that I was on one hell of a journey and if I knew when I started it <clears throat> like how long it would be like who knows if I would have started it you just have to learn to be patient and appreciate the time that it's going to take um I think in terms of progress, not perfection, it really helped me to realize that it, it's not an all or nothing that, you know, you can still live a great life. You can still have fun. You can still go out and party. You can still have meals out, whatever it is. Like everything is in moderation. And I think kind of that mindset switch really helped me get a better hold on like restriction versus binging, because if you restrict completely, like you what you will end up binging. It's inevitable. You can't we're not built to live like that. Whereas I'm like, if I just have a little bit of the thing that I enjoy, it's it kind of keeps my quota full and I don't I, I don't feel the need to binge. So that's kind of the main thing yeah, I would say. Definitely. Um, I think I'm kind of glad you brought up the, the social life aspect of it mm. as well, because like you'd stated, you lost, was it 30, 31? 30, like, yeah. Yeah, like that's an unbelievable amount of weight. <laughs> and to anyone who's listening, like who would think that, oh, she just preps all her meals and is just so black and white like doesn't go out and enjoy herself this woman has an unbelievable social life and is always traveling but like you, like she was saying she just enjoys things in moderation and just finds a really good balance and it's definitely showing like you're making such great sustainable changes through your habits your lifestyle but enjoying the process and if you're not enjoying yeah. the process like why, why are you doing it in the first place this is the thing like Sure, I could have taken a year and I could have had no life and I probably could have lost the weight quicker or I could have lost more weight, but I wouldn't change a single thing because I've had the most incredible year and a half since I started this journey. Like I have just, I've loved every second of my life and I've been able to kind of get that balance. Like, don't get me wrong, there's times that it's hard. For example, literally yesterday, I went out on Saturday because I was in celebration mode. I had loads of pints and I got up on Sunday and even though I was dying hungover, I still did my meal prep, right? And I just got it done and I went for a walk and I felt better and it got me into a good position now for this week ahead. So it's all about the balance. Like you just have to, you just have to realise that life is for living and that you can accomplish these things. It just might take you a tiny bit longer, but it's worth it to have a great life, I think. And also as well, like the with any goal, what's going to happen is you probably get to the goal and then you set a new goal. Yeah. So like if if you're too constantly in a rush of going, oh, I'll be happy when I achieve X, mm-hmm. it's it's a fallacy because when you get there, there'll be something else that is the next thing you want to hit. Yeah. So like learning to, as you said, there'll always be hard work involved. Mm-hmm. That's part of the part of the thing of self improvement is you have to work hard. Yeah. But then also trying to enjoy that work, trying to find a way that works for you so it's not as you said totally restrictive yeah it's a balance as you said because there'll be another goal at the end of that so 100 don't necessarily be in such a rush always to get there uh yeah. because it'll probably be in something else you want to get as well so try and enjoy the journey as you go so to finish off what's the next part of your journey what are you working towards what's uh what's the next thing so i kind of I'm like, I have so many goals that I'll have like a sub list for the goals, you know, that kind of way. Like I'm, I have 20 lists for one list, but the four kind of main things, don't worry, they're brief. The four things I'm working on right now is uh, numbers are not everything. And I just really want to re- reiterate that because I've learned to measure progress so many ways other than the scales. But given the fact that I kind of did maintain for the last three months and I've kind of come into this new year with a refocused kind of energy from a weight perspective, I would love to get to... um 
80 kilos by the end of the year. Now, I am very ambitious always. So who knows if we'll hit it. And if we don't hit it, we'll just go at it again next year. But it's one that I that I would love to hit by the end of the year. Um, the next one is I really want to increase my pain-free um, range of motion. I think with all the training I've been doing, um, I've definitely developed a couple of niggles and new things that I'm working through, which can be frustrating at times. But they're things that are worth working through for the progress that I'm making outside of it. So I just need to keep doing my physio and rehab and just get to that better kind of place where I'm not in as much pain with a couple of things, which I will keep working on. Um, the other thing is that I want to, um, so basically I've only really kind of started doing S&C this year. Um, I, I obviously would have been doing strength component exercises, but I've only really started doing like deadlifts and working with the bar this year in January. And how much it's changed my physique in a month, it seems crazy to me. And I'm so intrigued to see if that 2.2 kilo loss from this month, how much of that was due to the fact that I'm starting the S&C because now I'm doing S&C two days a week. So one of my goals for this year is just to keep going with the S&C because I'm loving the new way of training and I really want to obviously like lift heavy and get strong. (laughs) But I'm kind of intrigued to see how much I can develop in the year from an S&C perspective um, because I'm just loving it at the moment. And the last thing is um, I want to do a half marathon in October awesome yeah so the the dash and dip is my first kind of long I did a 10k last year which I had never done I'd never run more than 3k when I did the 10k (laughs) so it was a huge undertaking just to see if I could even do it but now I'm kind of training I'm trying to run once to twice a week and the dash and dip which is 12k is the first event which I'm obviously doing for Vicky and me and Vicky are sorry Vicky and I my mother would kill me um (laughs) Vicky and I are going to do the half marathon together in October. So that's my big kind of outside of the gym. That's my kind of goal for the year. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's a good sub list of goals. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Thanks a million for coming in, Leah, and sharing your story with us. Um, thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Well,